This is Sarah Jakes Roberts, and you are listening to the Woman Evolve podcast. This week, I have a very special co-host who I think you may enjoy. I'm hoping I enjoy it, too. Here goes nothing, folks. God can't bless who you pretend to be or who you compare yourself to. He can only bless you and the lane that was created for you. I feel that for somebody. You don't need no edge entity. You need boundaries. What? Dallas, that time. It is time for the Woman Evolve podcast. I don't know about you, but I have been waiting all week for us to get together. And this week, I am not joined by myself. To be honest, I'm not by myself at all because I always have my Facebook Live co-hosts tuning in from literally all over the world. They come and they share their thoughts and opinions on whatever is taking place in the news. And we have a mighty good time. But today is a little bit special because I also have another co-host actually in the room. I know I've had my husband on before, but this time I decided to have another family member. And maybe the podcast should be changed this week, not Woman Evolve. Maybe it should be called Girl Evolve. Mm -hmm. Why should it be called Girl Evolve? Because I am here. My name is Mackenzie. I am (laughs) her daughter. I'm really happy to join on Woman Evolve. Yes, and we are not joined by ourselves. Like I said, we've got LaShawn Gordon tuning in from Chi-Town. I see Sandina in from the Bahamas. Ingrid is in the building. Hello, Ebony. Ebony Williams says, hey, Lady Sarah and Kenzie. They showing you love already, girl. <laughs> Letitia is in from Columbus, Ohio. Sherry Gumpton says, hello, Mackenzie. I see Tiwana from Greenwood, Mississippi. Donna from Delaware. Let me tell you something. We are just in the building. Woman Evolve, stand up. Girl Evolve, stand up. Don't actually stand up. I'm not going to stand up. Child, so you know how we do. This week, we jump right into the hot topics, but not before taking a minute and catching up. What's been going on in your world? Have you been eating right? Have you been drinking your water? Have you been minding your business? As for me and my house, I have been minding my business. Mm-hmm. I have been drinking some water, mm-hmm. not all of the water I should drink, but some <laughs> of it. And um, Chad, let me see. Chandra Gary says we can't clown too much. Chad, I got a plan. There's a way of escape in this thing. Mm-hmm. We just a few topics and then skedaddle. Basically, the Woman Evolved podcast is helping me babysit today because summer, <laughs> summer. How are you feeling about summer? It's really exciting because I get. Make sure you're talking time. to the microphone, please. It's really exciting because I get all my time off from school and breaks and stuff. So that's really fun. How was your school year? It was good. But, um, you know, um, good grades. Mm-hmm. Good life. Mm. <laughs> good friends. Good friends. What was the most challenging part of the school year? Well, um I have two friends named... Well, we don't have to name names. <laughs> I have two friends, and um, 
we get in fights sometimes, but we always end up making up because that's what Ooh, real friendship come on, somebody. Why do you think it's so hard for girls to get along? Well, I don't think it's hard for girls to get along. It's just little things make people angry mm. in some sort of way. Mm-hmm. If it was offensive, if it was not offensive, it was mean. But I think that girls can be a little, and you might agree with this, mm. a little dramatic sometimes. A little dramatic? A little. You are the most dramatic girl I know. <laughs> Why are you so dramatic? Am I dramatic? Yeah. No way. <laughs> Am I? Mackenzie is learning at a very young age that sometimes it can be challenging to keep quality girl friendships. For those of you listening on the podcast, I just wonder, what do you think it is that makes it difficult, even from an early age, for us to get along? And you know, Kenzie, that's why I like the Woman Evolve podcast, because we come together and we try to share things with one another. We try to connect. Mm -hmm. We're all from different backgrounds, different walks of life. But what's most important is us coming together and just getting to know one another. Yeah, yeah, I agree. But um, another thing, um, keeping friends um, for girls, it can be hard because you can have fights and then you get along. Mm. Let's say I got in a fight with one of my friends. Right. Then the other one would try to help us out. Mm-hmm. I think that a serious thing that girls really need to work on sometimes is stop being sensitive because mm-hmm. you know that's not true because you know the truth. Oh, so you got to know your heart. Well, listen, as you all can see, Mackenzie is going to be dropping wisdom and drama with us all. Well, not all podcast long. Just for a little while, because we have some advice and some things that aren't necessarily Kinsey appropriate. But before we get into those, we're going to spend some time talking about hot topics. Do you know what hot topics are? Mm -hmm. What are they, child? Well, hot topics are things that recently happened. They are um, spreading where the word is spreading. Mm -hmm. Um, And they can um, turn into rumors. Mm. Okay, so this segment of the show is called Rescue Eve, and we're going to be talking about things that have been happening in the news or on social media that have not necessarily been um, mutually agreed upon good. As a matter of fact, some people are actually being dragged. Do you know what it means to be dragged? Child, are you ready? (laughs) I'm about to teach you. It's when people are being petty. Petty boots. Or they don't agree with something that has taken place. So instead of deciding to see things from a different angle, they end up talking badly about people. Mm-hmm. That's not what we do, child. We're not talking bad about folks. We're trying to offer perspective, okay? So for Rescue Eve, listen, we have some great topics that I can't wait to get into. And I really can't wait to see McKenzie's um Mackenzie's take on things. Let's see. Before we jump in, I just want to say shout out to Alvin from the Trinidad West Indies. How are you? There are some people on Facebook Live who think that you are adorable. <laughs> some are even saying that you are wise. Are you ready? Mm-hmm. That's awesome. Okay, so let's see what they think after we do Rescue Eve. <laughs> I think you're going to blow them away. 
like you blow me away each and every single day. Okay, so for the podcast, our first rescue eve is for a couple. It's a couple who have a television show on HGTV. It's called Fixer Upper. Now, I'm not really sure why this was in the news until I did a little bit of researching, but evidently a writer wrote a story about this couple about a month ago. And in the story, he says he questions whether or not they keep their family first because they're so busy. And he wrote this letter and people were obviously really upset (coughs) because they love the couple that's Chip and Joanna Gaines. I know you don't know who they are. Just stick with me. We going somewhere. All right. So yeah, so Chip and Joanna Gaines, first of all, shout out to HGTV. HGTV inspires me to do incredible things. It makes me believe, am I Kenzie? Kenzie. You're amazing as a mom, a chef, a podcaster. Um, well, thank you, Chad. Thank you. Be humble. Be sit down. Be humble. Okay. No, but don't I be putting stuff together around the house. You do. I'm a regular old handyman. <laughs> and it's because of HGTV. So anywho, the the stars of Fixer Upper, Chip and Joanna Gaines, always talk about how they keep their family first. And this writer, I forget what his name is. I think it's like Daryl somebody, Daryl Austin, wrote this letter, this, this extensive letter about how he disagrees with whether or not they keep their family first. And so, um, you know, I wanted to rescue the Gaines. I wanted to rescue Chip and Joanna because, first of all, they're like friends to me, okay? Um, why are your eyes like that? <laughs> why, why are you questioning my friendships? I don't, you know them. You don't think I know them. <laughs> I don't question your friendships when you be in and out of here with your friends and stuff. I don't say that ain't really, do I say that? I think I actually do. Anywho, <laughs> I do know them. And um, I wanted to rescue them, but you know what I think? <clears throat> I think we should rescue the writer, Now, I just want you guys to know that he tried to seriously drag them. Um, He said some things that were very hurtful in his letter, but um, I know a lot of people started coming down on him. But you know what I think it is? I think that people don't always understand the responsibility Mm -hmm. and the balance that comes with having, you know, jobs and multiple children. Mm -hmm. And so people were like judging, but I don't think the writer meant to be mean. I think he just was ignorant about how they balance their lives. And I think when you're ignorant, you should mind your business. What do you think? Mm -hmm. Um, Well, minding your business is really important, first Mm -hmm. of all, because you won't know what's going on if you try to jump into a conversation like you know everything's going on. Keep talking. Keep talking because I'm going to send this to your siblings. What happens when you Mm -hmm. jump into conversations? Well, you end up in a bad place, Mm -hmm. but you can't jump to conclusions like they don't spend time with their children. They don't have enough room for family. I know they're busy because you and my dad are busy a lot, but I know that you guys love me. Mm -hmm. 
because you guys are coming home and we always have good times. We do. Let me tell uh, Valerie Wiggins would like to make you the youth president of Mind Your Business. <laughs> Ebony Williams says that we can rescue the gains and the writer Mind Your Business in full effect. I thought about it, okay? Because I wanted to rescue the gains because I took this very personally. Because <coughs> I know that dad and I do work a lot, but we also make sure that we balance our work with spending time with our family. And so I think I saw this article and wanted to take it a little personally. But Akra says, no rescue on the writer. He needs the Mind Your own business ministry. I know, child. I know. I know, child. He does. But here's the thing. You know, listen, people don't really understand. It's a word. I feel a word coming. I feel a word coming. Are you ready? Here is the word. People don't know what it costs to be you. And so they try to guess what it's like to be yourself. They do. They try to guess. And when they guess, they're going to always be wrong because nobody knows the cost but you. You know what I'm saying, child? Mm-hmm. No, you don't. Do you know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah, I do. What what I say, child? Well, you said that if you guess what other people's lives are like, you need to mind your own business instead of jumping to conclusions. I totally agree. Natalie says he don't know the cost of the oil in that magnolia box. He doesn't know. He doesn't know the oil. But this is a word for y'all because y'all be frustrated when people just assume things about your life. And I'm telling you, they're not necessarily assuming it to be wrong or they're not assuming it because they want to penalize you or judge you. They're making an assumption based off of what they're capable of doing, not recognizing that they were not given the same capacity that you were given. You may have more capacity to do what you've been called to do than they do. And they're looking at their capacity, their little pint-sized capacity, and wondering how with your gallon capacity, you're able to do all of the things that you do. Well, honey, if you worry about pint-sized things, you won't have to be in gallon-sized business. Is that a word or not a word? That's a word. Tell me what the word was. (laughs) The word was, if you try to guess what other people lives are like you're gonna end up being wrong because you don't know what their lives are like that's Mm. why you gotta mind your own business that's why so the question is Kenzie can we rescue the writer we can we can why well I know that people say hurtful things Mm. but Everyone needs a second chance. All right, y'all. Mackenzie wants us to. My husband is in is in the Facebook live. He says an ignorant criticism is always pint size. Well, honey, why don't you come get on this microphone as well? We can make <laughs> this thing a family affair. Ignorant <laughs> criticism is always pint size. Yes. Okay, I need to know. Can we rescue the writer, though? I know we were upset. I know we love Chip and Joanna, but I'm wondering, can we rescue the writer because he was just speaking from an ignorant place? And I think he ended up apologizing, saying he didn't mean for it to be hurtful. You know, and sometimes you don't know what you're saying is hurtful until it lands in the ears and hearts of other people. And you have to be willing to take a minute and reassess things. So I'm wondering, can we rescue the writer? Mackenzie says, yes. What do what say ye, Facebook Live co-host? Jermisha says, yes, he can be rescued. And Natalie says, nah, he's a fixer-upper. I'm just wondering, is there anyone else willing to make room on the helicopter? Kim Kimmy says, child, let him drown, because he is judging. Kenzie is too cute and awesome. Child, they like you, child. <laughs> I'm not paying you for this. Okay. 
Okay, Leda says, I guess we can rescue him, but she did roll her eyes. Husband says, I think we can rescue because we have all made an ignorant judgment or two in our lives. I think we can rescue too. I mean, what? What child? And um, the thing is, we all make bad mistakes, but people forgive us because we know that it was wrong to do. Mm -hmm. You say sorry, you move on because once it's over, it's in the past, it's thrown away. No bringing it up anymore. But you don't know what it's like to be in their life because you don't know what their life is about. You don't know what it's like. You don't know what they do in their life. But the thing is, you have to mind your own business (laughs) (laughs) to do what's right for them. And I think we can rescue him because... We all make bad mistakes and and end up being forgiven mm-hmm. because we all know we know better. Okay. So it sounds like we're going to rescue the writer who wrote that article. I've got my Facebook Live co-hosts. Most of them are in agreement. Someone said he can get a boat. We don't know if we're going to spend the gas money on a helicopter, <laughs> but we are going to send him a life raft at minimum. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay, so that was our first rescue. Are you ready for our second one? Oh, ciao. Ciao. Are you ready, ciao? Yeah. (laughs) Okay, here we go. So my second rescue is a video of a doctor that went viral. This doctor's name is Dr. Wendell Bout. Um, I think that's how you pronounce it. I'm not sure. But anywho, in the video, the doctor is seen dancing around while performing surgery. If you haven't seen this, I want you to go to womanevolve.com and check out our podcast blog. That way you can keep up with all of our rescue stories and even our Hail Marys. But Kenzie, I want to show this to you. Mm -hmm. For those of you who haven't seen it, you have to head over there and check it out. My girl was... Oh, no. Do you see, child? She's doing her surgery. What? Yes. What? Getting it. Dancing. Listen, you guys have to, you have to oh see. Oh, my God. You have to see it. Now, of course, she is being dragged because when you go into surgery, no one is thinking that you're going to be doing the electric slide. <laughs> I came here for surgery. I need you to bring your A-game, and I don't know if you can bring your A-game and do the Cupid Shuffle, okay? But I just wanted to ask the Woman Evolved delegation whether or not you guys would consider possibly rescuing her. And this is what I would like to submit for consideration. Y'all love Grey's Anatomy. I've never seen it, but I bet it's a good show because you have watched it. I have watched it. And so has my babies. Okay, so and so is your babysitter. <laughs> okay, here is my concern. Um, I mean, okay, I'm trying to rescue her. Part of rescuing her means we have to see things from her side and try to, like, you know, be compassionate. Okay. Um, I don't, obviously, I don't know, child. Well, my question is, why was she dancing in the first place? Because, now that's a good question. Because when you come in to get, to get surgery, you don't necessarily think that someone is going to be dancing around. Mm -hmm. Um, Maybe she's done the surgery so many times that she feels like she's got it down pat. You know what I mean? And that she can just come in there and, and shuffle. 
Well, another suggestion is... No, hold on, child. Ty said she is my cousin and it's about time that things catch up with her. Child, no. Re- child, that's... Oh, child. Okay, sorry. All right. It doesn't seem like we're going to be able to rescue her. I just want you to know that... I didn't want to rescue her because... Talk in the microphone, baby. Well, it might... She might have been doing her victory dance because she has got it down so many times or she's just acting crazy. Ida Williams says saving lives is stressful. Save her. Maybe she's trying to bring some joy to the job. Maybe it, like Ida said, it's a very stressful job. It can kind of get weighty sometimes. And maybe she's just, she was just trying to lighten up the mood, you know? Um, Because, you know, in the doctor's office, it's actually really, really serious. Right. And so. But I would have never guessed that doctors dance. Let me see. Um, It could be a book. Why, child? Why should that be? How doctors dance. Why would it be a book? Because. What is the book about? It's interesting. No. How? (laughs) What? (laughs) It's interesting how doctors dance during giving surgery. Because I know this family is not normal. Whose family not normal? Our family. Why would our, Kenzie, you, what? Why would our family (laughs) not be normal? Well, we're, we're funny. We're a funny family. Let's say that. Janae says, I think we can rescue. I want my doctor to be in a good mood. Yeah, I'm, I am a little bit torn on this. I'm just wondering, is her dancing impeding on her ability to do surgery well? Actually, I learned this at my class, in my human body class, my science. Mm-hmm. Well, dancing is really good for your body. And, but is it good for surgery? Oh, no. Then, but like like you said, she might have been trying to lighten the mood because it's really serious. Let's see what they're saying. Jamie always smiling. <laughs> hey, girl. She says, be in a good mood when we're done, not when I'm under. Jazzy J. Sim says, did the patient come out alive? Now, there are several malpractice suits that have been filed as a result of her dancing <coughs> around. But I'm not sure if it's because they saw the video of her dancing or if there was some type of... Um, like something went wrong. Somebody says that if we rescue her, you're going to have to sit down and talk to her. <laughs> could you do that? I could. What would you tell her if you rescued her? Okay, let's say we've rescued the doctor. Mm-hmm. We got the helicopter. We said, girl, it was hard for us to do this, but we got the helicopter. Now you got to talk to Kenzie. Kenzie, what you going to tell her? I'd say I get that you were trying to lighten the mood in the doctor's office, but um, giving surgery is really important because not a lot of people live. But I think that you were really in a happy mood because, you know, everybody should be in a happy mood because it's a happy earth. It's a happy place. It's a happy place to be. (laughs) Maybe she was celebrating because something she went on at home. Maybe she was just happy. All right. You can be happy for no reason. You can be happy for no reason. It sounds like she's going to get a strong talking to from Mackenzie. That is if we rescue her. Woman Evolved Delegation. I think we should rescue her. You do? You said no at first, but you changed your mind? Yeah, because I get that working really hard can pay off. Mm-hmm. But when if you have a tough boss or someone who's really strict, Mm-hmm. 
Well, you see, you can easily get fired like that, but you can still have a happy life because I'm not saying that she can't be happy and dance around doing the electric slide, doing the Cupid shuffle. I don't judge her at all. Yes. Because, you know, I dance in my room sometimes. Yeah, but you're not. Someone's life doesn't depend on it. Do you dance like someone's life depends on it? (laughs) I've seen, actually, you be moving kind of hard like somebody's life depends on it. (laughs) It sounds like a lot of people don't want to rescue her. I think there's more to this story, perhaps some things that actually happened to her or to her patients. But I am thinking, Anisha says, let her make the boat. It's hard out here. I understand, Chad. I'm just trying to figure out. Bianca says, we can't rescue her. Jalen, what do you think? Maybe she had to dance like David danced as a sacrifice of praise. Here, this is the other thing. Crystal, you bring up a good point. Crystal Deloney says, why is she recording privacy laws? So it wasn't that she was recording, but somebody was recording, and they must have thought it was funny. But I'm wondering if the person recording ended up snitching on her. You know what I'm saying? Because maybe that was like their running thing is that they run and they joke and mm-hmm. and video record one another, but it's just supposed to be within them. But somebody ended up turning on her. Yeah, I think so too, but um, I tell you what though. We can't rescue her, but we can pray for her. Mm. Kenzie, they're going to make you join the Woman Evolved delegation because they never want to rescue anybody. They want to pray from the helicopter and just stretch forth their hand, but not actually reach down and get somebody. No, we can pray for her, for real, because you weren't in her position because you probably don't know what it was like in there, why she was doing that. But I think we shouldn't rescue her, but we sh- a way we could kind of rescue her is praying for her. Yeah. Because who knows what happened after that? Oh, Precious Walton said she posted this on her YouTube page. This was not a mistake. Man, so, I mean, I think that we should rescue... Do I think we should rescue her? I mean... You can't because... I have to. But, Mom... I'm trying to be like Jesus, Kins. I have to rescue her. We can forgive her because Jesus forgives. Uh Uh-huh. We can pray because Jesus prayed. Right. But you cannot change anybody's mind. (laughs) You can't change anybody's mind what they think about the other person. That's it. I think Mackenzie has summed it up. So, Mackenzie, you're saying, if I give you the final say on this, you're saying that we can't rescue her? Mm Mm-hmm. We can't rescue her, but the least that we can do is pray for her. All right. Sounds like it. I think you've got a few amens. Desiree Watson says, I'm with Kenzie, sis. <laughs> oh, Samaria says, you are now an official member. LaDonna says, Woman Evolved Delegation needs a princess ministries. And I think it must be Kenzie. <laughs> Kenzie, you really won over. Shannon That's says, funny because I've always been bugging you about starting a girl ministry. You have. Maybe this is the beginning of it. Okay. Oh, good boy. says, this child has been here before. Preach, honey. Someone says, Mackenzie for president. (laughs) (laughs) I actually want to be president. And then my little sister can be a vice president. Because I can change the laws. Amen? Amen. What laws are you going to change? Well, first, I'm going to change the law that you can... Well, I haven't been to law school. I don't know Okay, all right. You know what? Excuse me. But I would make a law that you could be free as long as you didn't do anything wrong. 
I think that that's pretty much the law right now. But you know what? I don't want to put you under pressure. You get your campaign together. Me and you will sit down. We'll draw it up. And then we'll come back and answer questions about our policies. Okay? Mm -hmm. In the meantime, you're not rescuing the doctor. Mm-hmm. All right. All right. Moving on. Let's pray. <laughs> We're going to pray for it right now. You pray for the doctor. God, we thank you for this doctor, but we don't know what she was doing. Even though we don't know, we weren't in her place because we don't know what it's like. We don't know what she was doing, but I think that we should give her a second chance to really prove herself and make herself... Wow, I can't think of the word. But um, we should really help her and give her good, good grades because... All right, this prayer's going a little long. Can you... Oh, I'm almost finished. Oh, okay. All right. Um, we could help her, but we, we want to be like you, Jesus, so we're going to forgive her. In Jesus' name, amen. Praise the Lord. All right. <laughs> Wow, you really go before his throne when you pray, child. I see you. <laughs> Forgot we was here now. All right, so our next rescue. Are you ready? We're not rescuing the doctor. Mm-hmm. We did rescue the writer who wrote that story about the people who work hard, right? Mm-hmm. Our next rescue. Are you ready? Mm-hmm. Breathe in, breathe out. Woman Evolved Delegation, those listening on the podcast, are you ready? <coughs> Our next rescue is a brand that is known for its luxury items. That's clothing, purses, etc. They go by the name Balenciaga. Can I hear you say Balenciaga? Balenciaga. Come on, somebody. Balenciaga is selling a shirt with a shirt attached to it for $1,290. Um, well, I'm going to say already that we can't rescue them because... Who wants to make a shirt that has another shirt attached to it? Look, look, child. Oh my, that shirt is uh, um, very special. I don't know if you all have seen this shirt, but I want you to go to womanevolve.com and check out this shirt from Balenciaga. It is literally a blue standard issue t-shirt with a long sleeve t-shirt sewn onto the front of it. Well, I'm going to say already, child, we cannot rescue them because who in the world knows what they were thinking? I know, but I'd make a shirt that you can take off, but like attached to it, you can take the other shirt off because so you could be comfortable. Dominique says Walmart has been selling double shirts for years. So first of all, Balenciaga is not original. $1,290. Can we rescue them? Because it's not just a shirt for summer. It's a shirt for winter as well. It's a year-long shirt. Yeah, we cannot rescue them because that is just a, a, a bad idea. Just a bad idea? A bad idea. But... I know that Walmart has been selling those shirts. How do you know Walmart has been selling them shirts? Well, you you know, people at school be saying Walmart be selling things. Be. Y'all hear that? If this ain't my child, I don't know who is. (laughs) Everything was all nice and eloquent and then just hood, country, ghetto, popped up. (laughs) People be saying, people be saying at school what people be doing. You are really something else. Um, Well, I think we can rescue them. Because who knows what they were thinking. hmm But I think that, I don't know exactly, but I think their products 
are probably really good. Rebecca says those shirts can help them swim. So what you're saying to me, Rebecca, is that we don't need to rescue them because them shirts ought to turn into a life jacket at $1,290. I have a better idea. What, child? Um, I don't actually, I'm changing my mind. We can't rescue them because first of all, it's way too high of a price. Second of all, um, they probably copied more Walmart's idea. Mm-hmm. And who knows what they were thinking? Who knows? We can't rescue them. I'm sorry. We can't. Okay. Okay. All I'm saying is that when they made the shirt, they thought this is not just a summer shirt. Nikki Collins says it ain't multi-purpose. I would like to submit for y'all's consideration that maybe it is a multi-purpose shirt. Maybe, maybe, maybe this shirt doesn't just cover you. Uh, maybe it's anointed. Um, what? Well, shirts with, well, it's blue, you see. Um, uh-huh. But who knows nothing what people were going to use it for? I mean, we don't winter know. is another year around. Uh-huh. And it's summer right now, so I give them that one. Can we rescue Balenciaga? Melissa says, I am sorry we can't rescue. Quanisha says, yes, it's anointed. Maybe it's a covering. It's a prayer cloth. I don't know. Uh, Keisha (laughs) says, will this shirt change the mood of a person like it needs benefits with that price? A shirt, $1,290 for a shirt attached to a shirt. I I can't. Imagine it. I can't imagine it. Can you wear it both ways? I mean. I mean, could you wear it like. Could you stick your head in the other one and uh, wear it, but it can be like... like No, it's a stretch. It's a stretch. It's not... (laughs) It's a stretch. Imani says, just saw the shirt and there is no way. When I tell y'all, y'all have to see this shirt. It's... 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 First of all, it's $1,290 before tax. Way too high of a price. Way too high of a price, okay? We can't afford it. Um, What we can do, well, how much would you pay for a shirt attached to a shirt? Well, I would pay at least 20 bucks. First of all, you wouldn't pay anything. (laughs) Well, I would if I was not broke right now. Right, if you wasn't. Come on, somebody, with that truth, okay? Um, Silver Daniel says that extra shirt better have the power of Jesus. It better Better have the power. Power of Jesus Christ. Yes, it better be the hem of his garment. Jay says that she would pay $4.99 for a shirt attached to a shirt. (laughs) The only way that I can, I mean, it would need to be, it's literally a two-for-one special. How much would I pay for a shirt attached to a shirt? Nothing, because I'm not fool enough to wear two shirts at one time. That's true. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. I'm not going to give you $20. You know what I could do with $20? Not buy that shirt. You know what I could do with $20? Go to Dollar Tree and spend $1. Mm, and save the rest of it? Mm-hmm. You owe me so much money, though. For what? Child, your whole existence. <laughs> that ain't... But you owe me money, too. Because I, I, I think cleaning you... Ella's toys. Girl, you girl, you owe me cleaning Ella's toys. <laughs> you kidding me? You've got lotion on right now? You've brushed your teeth this morning. God has been faithful in your life. Do you hear me? <laughs> I would not pay $20. We could go to Chick-fil-A. You're, you're not lying, Nikki. Amen. We could eat Chick-fil-A. Is there any way? McDonald's. So, oh, are we not rescuing? 
I know. I like their French fries. Okay, whatever. Here's the thing. First of all, don't put me on blast. I like Orange Theory. I don't like French fries, and I don't like Chick-fil-A. That's the story, and we're sticking to it, okay? Here's the thing. <laughs> we're not rescuing Balenciaga? No. Do, I mean, who knows what they were thinking? Do y'all want to give them a chance? Does anyone want to make room in the helicopter for Balenciaga? I'm going to think about that. Phoebe, I see what you're doing. She wants us to rescue Roseanne. I have to I had to explain that story. I didn't put that in there, but I just wanted to know. Let's see. Um, Destiny Leonard says no. Shauna says no. Does anybody want to rescue Balenciaga? Well... Okay, Rebecca says maybe a floaty that matches their shirt. We can we give them floaties? Natalie says nope. Cart says nope. Okay. Okay, maybe we could. It depends on what's inside the shirt. Nothing is inside the shirt. It's just a regular. Oh, oh, really? Yeah, child. I can't give them that one. All right. We're not rescuing them. Well, sounds like no. That is official by the president. Of America. Oh, was that you? Are you the and pre- the president of the girl? Can you just stay? And the president of the girl ministry. All right. Sounds like Balenciaga is not being saved. Mackenzie has to go to the bathroom in I'll the middle of right us recording. Back. This is awesome. <laughs> this is what happens when you don't work with professionals. They leave in the middle of recording. All right, the show must go on. You'll just have to get in where you fit in. All right, child. So my co-host has gone to the bathroom, and this is why I need to find a summer camp. Can someone rescue me from being at the house without a summer camp? Is there space at your house for me and my headphones and my mixer? That's all I want to know. Anyone? Can I be rescued, Eve? My co-host just left for a potty break. I'm going to be holding it until the show is over. All right. When y'all find the summer camp, can y'all send it to me? If y'all pick me up in the helicopter, please have a list of summer camps available for where children can be. Next week, when y'all tune in, the whole house finna be empty. Okay. So that is our rescue Eve for this week. Um, I have decided to add myself. My Woman Evolved delegation thinks that my co-host is lit. I have to agree. Before we move out of Rescue Eve, I just want to say that someone suggested that I rescue... Someone suggested that I rescue Roseanne. For those... Roseanne. Roseanne, um, did you wash your hands? Yes, I did. What, child? That's... Okay, listen. Um, So... see my wet hands? All right. You didn't dry them. That's all right. Okay, so listen. Roseanne... Um, I, I want y'all to know that I didn't submit this one. Mm-hmm. Uh, Cassandra wants to confirm that I said fit into, and I did. Um, before we move on, I just want to tell y'all what happened. Roseanne tweeted something about Valerie Jesus. <laughs> Jesus, take the wheel. Jesus, what's her name? I tell you what, let me tell you, Roseanne didn't have to get rescued because they went on and jacked her up. Before she could even get started. Okay, so Roseanne's Twitter statement is abhorrent, repugnant, and inconsistent with our values. And we have decided to cancel her show. That is from ABC Entertainment President Channing Dungy after she tweeted the most offensive thing that one could possibly say. 
And that is about uh, Valerie Jarrett, who was a former um, former staff member of the Obama administration. Um, I'm trying to find exactly what Press. she said. Why attack someone that is with Obama? Ken's not Ken's chat. Okay, listen. <laughs> In one of the tweets, she wrote, Muslim Brotherhood and Planet of the Apes had a baby equals Valerie Jarrett. Valerie Jarrett is mixed with, I think her, I think she's Iranian and African American. I don't want to get the story messed up. Anywho, people want to rescue Roseanne. You know, I don't know about. I don't think so. First of all, because she's Native American. That's offensive. That who is Nate? Girl, that's not. Nate. Wait, d- what, what? African American? Is that what you said? Yes. Af- yes, African American. Okay. Um, what she said was really, really rude. Um, if I don't even think that there's a way for us to rescue her, but I will say that part of the problem with being a comedian is that sometimes you don't know where the boundaries are until you're over them, and you don't know where to stop. Right. But once you. Once you go over that stop sign, it goes downhill, straight downhill. Straight downhill. So downhill that now she is out of a job because ABC immediately canceled her show. Well, she deserves it. She deserves that. That is really (laughs) rude. Really rude. Yeah, I think that when we discussed this, my husband and I discussed it before logging onto the show, and what we decided was that... (laughs) You know, she was being a comedian and she was not striving to not be racist and therefore probably ended, not probably, certainly ended up in a situation where she was being racist. But let me tell you something. I knew the woman evolved delegation wasn't going to rescue her because I already know how y'all's helicopter work. Y'all's helicopter don't be trying to have no room for nobody. Okay. Is there anybody though? Is there any room at the cross? Nope. Kins, you ain't child. You got to look around the cross. You can't just say no, no. Let me think about it. Christy says I'm with Kinsey. Um, Beverly Porter says I think she was overboard, and well, I think she went uh, um, like the the I forgot her name, but uh, she just said she went a little overboard. Mm-hmm. But she doesn't know where the boundaries stop. Like, where you're not supposed to mess around. Once it crossed that stop sign, you're in in big trouble. Yes. So, no one is... I just said I searched all over. Didn't find no room for her. (laughs) Dominique Washington says it was a distasteful joke. It was very, very distasteful. Dominique, my question is, uh, with us understanding that it was distasteful, can we rescue her? I don't know, child. Uh, Let me say something. (laughs) What are you going to say? Well, you see, people don't know Mm -hmm. where to make room for other people. Right. Because they think that they rule everyone. Mm -hmm. They think that they own everybody's personality or own everybody's body. But the thing is, I won't forgive her because that's really rude to a lot of people, including us. Mm. Now, all right. So how many people did we rescue today? Two. We rescued the writer and we rescued the doctor. Did we? No, because you said you weren't rescuing the doctor. So we only rescued one one out of four people. Four? 
Yeah, we because y'all didn't rescue Balenciaga. And you didn't rescue the late Roseanne who made that tweet. And you didn't rescue the doctor. That means that the helicopter technically isn't full, but y'all petty. Hmm? Hmm? Mm-hmm. No comment. All right. I tried. I tried. Christy Walker said, it's an amen for what Kenzie said. Okay. I do think that she's had a pattern of saying things that are quite distasteful. So, um... Well, I've experienced this before. You've experienced what, child? At school. With my friends. Mm -hmm. They say sorry for what they do, but they end up doing it again. Well, you preaching, sis. That's That's your whole word, period. No. Oh, you have more? Never mind. You got to You got It's going to be quick. It's going to be quick. Real quick, real okay. quick. All right. They 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 think that um once they say sorry, everything's back to normal again. Mm-hmm. But there's a part of every one of us that says, "Should I be their friend? Should I forgive them? I don't know. Should I stop being their friend?" But I think we all have that little part inside of us that wants to be Forgiving. Mm-hmm. And I understand that because, you know, I get that from you. Mm-hmm. But some things are just a little too far. They take things too far because once they realize that you're a really forgiving person, they start taking that advantage. Oh, Kenzie is preaching. Kenzie is preaching. Did <laughs> Kenzie is <laughs> Preaching. You know what I mean, though? Because they think that you're easy to get by. They try to get over on you. Kenzie, you preaching a word. All right. Listen, Kenzie is preaching. Uh, Yes, we heard you. You go, girl. Jaleesa says she is legit speaking the truth. Tori says that's a word. Come on, Kenzie. Joyce says Kenzie is bringing it. And Julie says, this Kenzie is the truth. Kenzie, how old are you? Let the people know. I'm only eight years old. Oh, but God is just beginning with her. All right, Kenzie, you know what you're talking about, child. Okay, so that was the end of Rescue Eve. And now it's time for the exclusive Hail Mary. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, it's time for the exclusive Hail Mary. Hail Mary is the story about a man who climbed up several balconies to save a child that was hanging over a ledge. Did you see this? I don't know if I showed this to you, but they were calling him Spider-Man. If you take a look at the video that's on womanevolve.com, you will see this man climbing up literally (laughs) stories after stories of building to capture, I think it was a four-year-old child who was dangling. Um, oh my goodness. Kenz, be careful with the microphone, honey. Okay. Kenzie and I are going to watch the story. And those of you who haven't seen it, head on over to womanevolve.com. Kenz, look, 22 year old Mahmoud Dugasama is French. 
and I'm not French, so I don't know that I said that correctly, but they are calling him the human Spider-Man. He climbed up four floors in just a matter of moments to save a child that was dangling from a building. He is what we call a hail Joseph, because sometimes we have uh, Mary, which is when we highlight a woman, but then we also have Joseph, and that's when a man does something extraordinary. So yes, hail Joseph to this man who climbed up several stories of building. I I just I, I I can't even do that. And you know I'm real I'm really flexible. Mm-hmm. But that's really nice. And the child's only four years old. Yes, I want to make sure I have my facts right. So if y'all haven't seen it, go on over to the uh... actually. They can watch the video, but we're gonna tell them what happened. So this I, I just explained what happened. Remember, I said he climbed up four stories. Yeah, 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 yeah. 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 All right. All right. Yeah. 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 All right. So yes, uh, Talisha Brown wants to know: Are you flexible? Yes, I am. Yes, but even you don't think you could have done that. Desiree says, I struggle to keep going on this Stairmaster, and he climbed buildings. First of all, okay, Derek Clay says, it's obvious that this brother is from Wakanda. Obviously, there's no other place. Ooh, ooh, Wakanda. There's no other place he could be from. Let me tell you something. If I would have seen a child dangling, of course <coughs> something in me would have been activated. But I am more of a go through the door, find the staircase, or elevator kind of rescuer. No, the elevator's too slow. Okay, I would have ran up the stairs, but sometimes me running up the stairs is slower than the elevator, not going to lie. Well, you see, you know what I would do? I would probably climb up the balconies. You would have climbed up the balconies? I would have. If I were right there looking at that four-year-old child about to fall, I would try my hardest to try to save that child. Because who knows who did that? And he is really kind. I can, he is really kind. I can tell that he has a lot of courage. Obviously. And he's really helpful. Yes, you guys have got to see this story if you haven't checked it out. But we here at the Woman Evolved Delegation want to take a minute and at least acknowledge him because I don't know that I would have been able to do that. I'm almost sure. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for that clapping. I don't know that that would have happened for me. Uh, so, yes, so much courage. I'm not saying that I wouldn't have rescued him. I'm just saying I definitely would have ran inside. Because, listen, then we both would have been dangling. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? If I would have tried to go up the balcony. No, no. You know what? If I grabbed that child, um, if I would make it up to the floor that he was in, I would run back down the stairs, get in the car, find his parents or her parents, you know, d- do whatever. Because... Don't just leave him there because someone who does that is actually really rude, selfish, (laughs) in a way. Valicia says, when your adrenaline kicks in, you'd be surprised at what you can do. But what he did was awesome. That's true. Mm -hmm. Because if it was my child, I think maybe I would have tried. Simone says, why was the child dangling? I'm not sure. I read somewhere that the father was playing Pokemon Go. I hope that that's not true. Um, Jamie says, I would have been at the bottom to catch the baby, not going to be able to climb. I don't Listen, I've tried to do a pull-up, and this ain't even climbing up on no balcony. Mom, you go to Orange Theory. Yes, child, and I struggle. But what I'm saying is that I don't pull myself up on the bars. It's a struggle. 
So I'm not sure that I would be able to pull myself up several balconies to save the child. I could have ran the stairs. I could have, you know, possibly even broke the door down to get into there and then to slide that balcony door open and grab the baby. You know what a a really good, like, you climbing would take a long time. But you see, if you grab the ladder, Mm. for real, you could climb up that ladder, grab the child probably run inside try to find their parents. Yes. Okay, so can we give him a Hail Joseph? That goes without saying. He's Hail Joseph. I also wanted to give a Hail Joseph to Ricky Smiley. This popular radio host gave a graduating senior in Alabama a gift to remember when someone posted a picture online of Corey Patrick taking the bus to his graduation ceremony. It quickly went viral. But after that, Ricky Smiley saw the photo and wanted to make sure Patrick had everything he needed for his next step in life. He got along with some celebrity friends and bought him a brand new New car. Yes. That's awesome. That's a really nice thing to do. Because let me tell you something. I think that dad would probably let me ride the bus. (laughs) (laughs) Not get me a car. (laughs) Um, That is not true. If you were riding the bus, it is because dad must have thought that there was a lesson on the bus for you to behold. Otherwise, we would be (laughs) dropping you off. But you're right. You wouldn't have got a car either way. Uh, Tay Turner saw this story and says, yes, Ricky is super dope. Fallon says that boy went through some things, obviously, but he was still committed. I love that. When you get it by any means necessary, that's what he demonstrates to us. I love that story. You know, uh, that's a really good idea. I could tell that um, the Hale Joseph was really caring because he didn't know who he was Um. He didn't know what to do in the current moment, but then it probably came to mind. But we all have this. We all have the ability to do something nice. Some people don't choose to, but Mm. we always do. Yes, we do. Some people have a good heart. Amen. Evidently, it says that um, Ricky Smiley got into some heat for doing that. I didn't know anything about that. I just thought that what he did was amazing. So yes, hail Joseph to Ricky Smiley. Kenzie. (laughs) Hail Joseph to Ricky Smiley for that story. And my last hail Hail Mary is actually for a woman. Her name is Stacey Abrams, and she is the first Black woman to be nominated for the Georgia governor. I have to go to the restroom now. Kenzie, it's on you. I'll take over. Okay. No, you stand right there. Oh, okay. So, um, she was the first woman to do that, which is really nice, but, um, she was probably the first one because she was the first one who thought about it, which is a good idea. And, um, she's, we're witnessing history here, peeps, real life history. And I think that this is a really nice history because there's not a lot of people who would be able to do things like this. There's a lot of people with stone hearts. And there's a lot of people with good good hearts and gold, pure gold hearts. I think I'm one of them. But um, either way, there's a lot to do when you have 
history right before your, uh, your eyes. Lots of people made history. Oprah made history. Um, lots of other people made history. <laughs> what are you talking about? I, I'm telling them that she was probably the first one because she's the... She's, she wanted to do it. She had the power to do it. I'm getting hearts, claps, hands, you know. This podcast could be going better. <laughs> it, I, it's really good. View your comments. <laughs> this podcast could be going better. Um, and she was also, um, people witness history, but some people have hearts that can affect other people in negative or good ways. I have no idea what Mackenzie said while I was away. <laughs> And I'm nervous. <laughs> Oprah made history. That's what I said. Okay. That is true. Um, I've been drinking a gallon of water. And because I judged Mackenzie for going to the restroom, I had to go in the middle of the, res- in the, middle <laughs> of the podcast as well. This podcast could be going better. It is going way better. Okay. Fallon says you did good. How did Mackenzie do in my absence? Can someone please... Let me know. <laughs> Anisha says, no, it's really good. I'm enjoying it. I'm at a stressful job. So much joy. Well, praise the Lord. <laughs> Shanice says that Kenzie was teaching you about teaching us about stone hearts and gold hearts. You had a word, Kenzie? Mm-hmm. Come on, somebody. Wait, did you say Shanice? Not Shanice, our Shanice, a oh. different Shanice. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Kathy says she did awesome. Ed, should I be embarrassed? Um, does anything need to be edited out? Can you all help me? They said she needs to be at Woman Evolve. Kenzie will be there. Kenzie, you need a session at Woman Evolve. I will. <sighs> Rebecca said she was good. She's giving up, giving us a word and a history lesson. All right. Praise the Lord. Okay. Hail Mary to Stacey Abrams. Can I say something? You've said a lot. Stacey Abrams is the first black woman to be nominated for Georgia governor and is on the cusp of making history as the first black woman to ever be governor. That is really powerful because who knows um, how many governors we've had, but it's nice to see some changes in this world. Yes, it is. All right, child. Okay. Um, So that is our Rescue Eve and Hail Mary segment of the podcast. And I'm going to be leaving and I'll be back at the prayer. Um, <laughs> okay, so here's the deal. Because our advice questions can sometimes be a bit grown up. So Mackenzie's going to come out and she's going to close us out in um, prayer. But um, before you go, do you have any closing words that you would like to say about the hot topics? God bless you all. All right. Mackenzie, ladies and gentlemen. God bless. Isn't she special? I don't know about you, but I love me some Kenzie. Okay, child. All right, so that is Rescue Eve and Hail Mary. Our next segment is the advice section of the show. And during the advice section, I slide into my DMs on Instagram and we take a moment to just talk about what's going on in the news. And see, I'm all discombobulated. We don't talk about what's going on in the news. We talk about what's happening in people's lives on the Instagram. 
Okay, so listen, people are saying that they love Mackenzie. Christy says, you've done an amazing job in training her up in the way that she should go thus far. Thank you very much. <laughs> Thank you. Natalie wants me to bring Kenzie back. Oh, trust me. She's not going to let this episode end without her coming back. Um, Kenzie's special. She reminds me a lot of myself. And she's got a lot of wisdom and a lot of fight and a lot of personality. And I feel personally responsible to just make sure that all of those things continue to to come out and manifest in her. So, okay. She's going to be back probably throughout summer. They want to know if Kenzie can be a regular. She will pro- Yes, fine. That's fine. Kenzie will be back. If y'all think Kenzie is a hoot, my mother, okay? Uh, Crystal says, let's start the Girls Evolve 2 podcast. That would be something. Okay, child. All right, listen. Advice. People have slid into my DMs. And I need y'all to help me because people have, they've got a question, okay? And I need to know what you all think about it, okay? (laughs) And I want it to be from your heart. This question came in my DMs from Instagram. This person wrote, she has an advice question for the podcast. Podcast, are you listening? Says, hey, child, first and foremost, I love you and your ministry. You are definitely a blessing to me and the women of this generation. And you're also my best friend in my head. To give some context to my question, I'm a Christian and also a licensed counselor in my state of residence. I have many colleagues in the field who are also Christians and do various things within the kingdom. Recently, one of my homosexual male colleagues posted a Facebook status saying that he is now an ordained minister. When I saw it, I made this face. One eyebrow is up, okay? Because although I know him to be a said Christian, I also know him to be openly gay. I didn't like the status, just kind of scrolled by it and said the blood of Jesus over that in my head. And I also haven't seen him in person yet. I guess my question is how to respond to this news. I understand that not responding is an option because I'm on the leadership board of Mind Your Business Ministries. However, even in my quiet time, it sort of still boggled me. I pray about it and ask God to give me perspective and acceptance. And granted, I counsel many different types of people, so acceptance and tolerance aren't my issues. I guess my issues lies in the fact that he will now be a leader in ministry and and is also openly gay. Just not sure how that works, but hey, I still fall short of God's glory, and just because his sin looks different than mine doesn't mean that God ain't using him. I don't know. Maybe I'm tripping, hating, or just confused, but please solicit the opinions of the delegation to see how they would respond. Thanks, chow. All right, Woman Evolve Delegation, I wanted to bring you guys in on this one to get your perspective and opinion. And as I was reading this story, I knew that it was going to be probably a hot subject because, man, it just is. And especially in church and for believers, there are various different ways to look at it, various different things to believe, and all different types of streams that are affirming of those beliefs. I think that my first thing when I read it is, uh, you know, she said that she was in the leadership position at Mind Your Business Ministries. And I think that I kind of felt like, mind your business. Um, But only because, like, he would have to be living under a rock 
to not know that there are different people who believe different things about him being openly gay and in ministry. So I think that my question would be, what are you hoping to achieve by saying anything? Because the reality is that we will not offer a new perspective by saying we don't agree with it. Um, But maybe he doesn't know personally where you stand, and maybe that's some type of thing. I just would be clear about what your intentions are in saying something, because it may not change his mind. It may make him feel, you know, more hated. It may make him feel condemned. It may make him reconsider and change his lifestyle. I think you just have to know what your goal is and be willing to risk a friendship in saying something. Tamara says, I would just leave it alone. Raina says, if this is a work colleague who is not a member of your church, then I feel that no response is required. Yeah, I mean, I kind of feel like, I just kind of feel like mind your business ministries. And I think that what you have to do is be willing to ask God within yourself, what is it that grieves my spirit so greatly? Um And what can I do within my sphere of influence and in my own personal walk that helps me to counteract whatever I think the consequence of this is going to be? But there's just, you just, you just, what are you, you know, here's the thing. Like, sometimes we want to express our feelings. And in expressing our feelings, we just have to know that it's not always beneficial or edifying to the person on the other end and can, at the end of the day, create more confusion um, cause what we gonna do if he is openly gay and he is openly in ministry and people follow him knowing those things, then that is their decision and their choice to make. Unless we're going to set out to monitor every single aspect of someone else's life, we have to be willing in this culture and in this day and age where people have many different walks of life and many different, you know, uh, just obstacles and and lifestyle preferences. We have to be willing to say, you know, people who are drawn to my light, I will have the ability to share my opinions and belief. And people who I disagree with, I have a responsibility to not let my disagreement interfere with my love. I'm interested to see what the Woman Evolved Delegation says. Uh, Angie says, show Christ, love regardless, and mind your business, drink tea. Yeah, what else y'all got to say? Uh, Barbara Ward says, God got it, mind your own business, child. Because, like, here's the thing. We're going to be so busy chasing down people about what we do and don't agree with that we're not going to be able to chase down our own issues. Um, Just because he is licensed and ordained by man doesn't mean anything. Anyone can receive recognition for work done. Um, Denise says, we don't know why he was called by God to do the work that he's doing, which at the end of the day, let me tell you what I'm counting on. Let me tell you what I'm counting on at the end of the day. Sarah don't have a heaven or hell to put anybody in. I'm trying to live my life based off of my convictions and my belief. Okay. Um, so I'm trying to operate and function off of what I can and cannot control. And that's all I got. For me, 
Stephanie Wall says, that's good. My disagreement does not have to diminish my love for the person. We have to listen. It's 2018, and I'm not saying that we have to call good bad or bad good, but what I am saying is that we have to be willing to stand firm in who we are, but to not punish other people for who they are. Because at the end of the day, we want to be open doors for people to come to when they feel like they are questioning a motive or questioning a decision that they have made on the inside. And I think that the person who doesn't say anything in the middle of the transition has more respect when the person does come to them because they feel like you kept that strong opinion to yourself and allowed me to walk out my life and to walk out my relationship with God at my own pace and with my own knowledge. And now that I have opened up your opened up my life for your interpretation or for your perspective, you were able to share with me in love. I'm just saying. Marva Thornton says, just love and you can pray for them in your own time. And like, here's the thing, like, I don't think there's anything wrong um, with you, like rolling your eyes when you saw the status. I don't think there's anything wrong with you not liking the status, because at the end of the day, uh, you can't, you know, force, you don't have to like it. That's what I mean. You don't have to call good, bad or bad, good, you know, but I do, I commend you for minding your business. And I think, I don't think there's anything wrong with taking a minute and, you know, really thinking within yourself, like, man, I have to come to, you know what? Here it is. Okay, child. Sometimes you have to wrestle within yourself to come to a place of peace about minding your business. It's a word. Minding your business is not always easy. This is the whole, this girl, you didn't help me. Talking it out, help me, okay? Here's 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 the thing. You have to often wrestle with yourself about when to speak and when not to speak. And that doesn't mean that your feelings and emotions don't exist. Sometimes it just means that you aren't always ready to share them or in a position to share them. But that doesn't mean that they don't exist. And I don't think there's anything wrong with you wrestling within yourself to come to a place where you can mind your business in peace. I don't think it's good for you to be tormented about how you feel on the inside. So I think you do have to wrestle. And maybe it takes conversations like this where the delegation comes together and we say, girl, that's not our business or girl, you know, live and let live, you know, but you got to come to a place where you realize that um, that it takes work for me to stay within peace. And staying in peace sometimes means that I can't create more strife. I think my fear with you saying something is that it's not going to necessarily give you peace. It just may be you venting. And I just wonder, is it venting at the expense of what? Like, what is it that you hope to accomplish? And will that even happen? So, um, Millicent says, why wait? My question would be, if you're concerned about his convictions, a convo should have occurred a long time ago. But the thing is that, like, if she has that level of relationship with him, then I think that there is an opportunity to have that conversation. But the problem with a lot of us is that we want to have conversation where we don't have relationships. We want to put in deposits of our opinions where we don't have accounts, Okay, here's the thing. Have you ever had somebody try to deposit their opinion into the bank of you, but they didn't have no account? That's what I'm saying. If you have not opened an account in my soul, then you can't make no deposits. And that's what I fear with us sometimes in our strong opinions is that we often want to make deposits into people's life and deposits into people's um, actions and deposits into people's past. But you don't have no account here. Insufficient funds. 
insufficient accounts. Nothing. You don't you don't have nothing. You don't have an account here. And if you don't have an account, you got to know, I would love to say something to Kim Kardashian, but I don't have an account at the bank of Kim Kardashian. So guess what I get to do? I get to take my opinion and keep it right here on the inside. I would love to say something to so-and-so, but I don't have an account. So I got to make my deposit stay in my little pocket. Okay. All right. That's it. Chrissy Walker said, listen here now, that's a word. You can't make no, you can't make no deposits where you don't have an account, okay? Chanel says, listen, you can need the podcast right here. Shut it down. She said, I could leave it right. It's a whole word and a snack wrapped up. Sometimes, listen, y'all, I have to talk a thing out before I get to the point. And maybe that's why I'm good sometimes at speaking because I'm going to have to say that thing a few times before I clarify that thing. But that's basically what I'm saying. Girl, I love you. I understand that we want to make deposits sometimes, but you have to ask yourself before you make a deposit, do I have an account? Let's put our fingers in the air and call it a word. All right. We're calling that a word. Do we have any other closing thoughts from the Woman Evolved delegation? Those of you listening on the podcast, what do you have to say? What do you think? Is there a way that we can handle this that we have not checked out yet? Angie says, learn to see but not say. Using wisdom is important. You are free to say anything, but not all things are. I think it's their profitable child. Okay. It's a word. The delegation has agreed. Um, and it says, what about when you think you have an account and a situation comes up in our surprise when you realize it wasn't a true account, then you have to take note because sometimes you will think you have an account, but they will just not be there. Okay. You will just be thinking to yourself, surely I could speak into this, but sometimes people let you know, you know what it is. Maybe you do have a basic checking account, but you're trying to make a deposit into a savings account. You're trying to make a deposit into an investment account and they have to tell you, no child, you only have that student checking that you got when you first signed up at the community college. You have not upgraded to that next level of account. You got to see, cause it's various accounts. Oh, it's a word. Oh, I feel it. This is bubbling. Okay, listen, this is bubbling down in my spirit. There are different levels to this thing. And sometimes you don't know that you don't have that account until you try to make a deposit and then say you don't even have it. All right. That's all I'm saying. What say ye? Woman Evolved Delegation. What say ye? That was my first advice question for today. Let's move on to the next one. Um... These two came in on my Instagram and it says, woman evolve advice question. Hello, Mrs. Roberts. First of all, thank you for being an amazing mentor. Thank you, Chad. Um, We are both the pastor's daughter, so I feel the connection. Now to my question. I've heard you talk about how you have felt like an outcast in your past, and I feel the same way. My question is, how did you let God take you from that position to who you are now? What What are the turning points and how do you find it? I know I have to wait and trust God, but how do you go from an outcast to a boss? Listen, I think this is an incredible question and one that not many people realize um, requires a lot of work and sensitivity. What I want to say is this, that going from 
an outcast to a boss girl. And I want to thank you for seeing me that way because you don't always see yourself that way. But what I want to say is this, child, like going from an outcast to a boss, like, I think you have to realize that you are a boss when you are an outcast and then you will become a boss. Hmm. Did you guys hear that? What I'm saying is this, is that sometimes you don't know who you are until the the people around you start to make you feel special by their rejection. Oh, it's bubbling, okay? It's bubbling down in my soul, all right? Sometimes you don't know who you are until people start treating you in such a way that you start thinking to yourself, I'm set apart, I must be different, okay? Because the reality is this, that you don't know you're set apart unless you experience some level of rejection, whether that is rejection from others or perceived rejection where you reject yourself from certain situations. But what I'm saying is the inability to fit in is often a sign that there is something different about you. And I did grow up feeling like an outcast, like I was just different from other people around me. And it made me really insecure until I decided that me being an outcast was the perfect place for me to also see it as an incubator and to see it as an opportunity to discover who I am independent of other people's opinions. So I think you have to ask yourself, one, like, why do I want to be accepted by other people so greatly? And if it is because it will make you feel better or it'll make you more confident, then I think you have to realize that what you're really saying is that I want my life to be built on built by the perceptions of other people. And I don't want my life to be built by the perceptions of other people. I want to be so confident in who I am that I don't need anyone, but also recognize that it will attract plenty of people. Mm. I want to be so confident in who I am that I live in the realm of I don't need anyone but me and God. But I also realize that when I come to that level of confidence and that level of wholeness in my relationship with God, that it is bound to attract other people. And because it is bound to attract other people, don't be surprised when people who weren't messing with you before start messing with you now because they see that something different is taking place in you. Woman Evolved Delegation, can you relate? Have you ever been in a situation where you felt like you were an outcast, but then you realized after being in that situation that you were actually just being developed? Latrice says, rejection is sometimes God's protection. What else? Uh, Kendra Crockett says, the truth is, amen, hallelujah. I see lots of people, amen, in that word. I think that I just, I didn't like set out to become a boss and I didn't set out to to prove anyone wrong. The only thing I've ever set out to do was to be authentic and to love myself from a real place, flaws and all. And when I set out to do that, I began to attract other people, but it wasn't because I was expecting to attract anyone. So that's it. Pamela Adams says, I'm learning to be my authentic self. Barbara says she has been in that situation where she was an outcast. She says, yes, my recent job, but I changed my way of thinking. Yeah, I think that changing your way of thinking is everything. It allows for you to really come to a place where where you realize that this isn't about anything happening to me and everything to do with things happening for me. So once you're able to do that, I believe that you'll begin to really um, love yourself 
and to not need other people to validate you. Alexis says, yes, I always wonder why I attract other people. Destiny Leonard says, God often isolates us to lead us to boss level. It's a word. And Jeanette Benjamin says, mindset matters. Yes, it does. Um, (laughs) Ebony is throwing it back to the intro of the show where I say, I don't need your likes and I don't need your validation. It's a word that I really came to that place within myself where I just stand mind standing flat footed and being who I am. Whether you sat with me or didn't sat with me, I'm still going to build my own table and enjoy what God has set before me. So, yes, that's all I got. Christina says, all things work together for the good. At the end of the day, you'll end up thanking God for the very thing you may be lamenting right now. Okay. So those are my two advice questions for today. I'm sure that Mackenzie's probably lingering outside of the door waiting for us to get to prayer. But before we get to prayer, I wanted to just drop this word, this snack. I got a snack for you. If this is your first time listening, you know that we like to have a snack. A snack is when we take a minute and it's not a full meal. I'm not taking a text and and preaching per se, but it's just me sharing what God has been dealing with me about in hopes that it will help someone else. So what I am going to say um, is very near and dear to my heart because I have been really, really busy the last few months, really. And now the kids are out of school and we're kind of transitioning into the Woman Evolve Conference in Denver, which I hope you guys will be at. And so my life is not as like plane after plane after plane like it was. And, you know, in order for me to travel the way that we were traveling and to just kind of take care of our responsibilities with school runs and speaking and and writing and building and leading, I had to like get into this zone. And in order for me to get into this zone, I had to like, you know, you're not tired, no excuses, get up, you got to work it, right? I was in I was in that zone. And I think that what's happening now is kind of like what happened with Memorial Day yesterday. So yesterday was Memorial Day. And I saw a lot of people who were posting like, yes, summer is beginning. It's the kickoff of summer. But the truth is that summer does not officially start until June. But there is something about about Memorial Day that makes people feel like this season has changed. And so what ends up happening is that you live in this in-between stage where it feels like it's the kickoff of one thing, but it hasn't quite been the official end of another season. And I kind of feel like that's where I am. Like I am just in a season shift, but I don't know which season it is yet. And because I don't know which season that I'm in yet, I felt like God was telling me and perhaps sharing with you that the key to being in this season is being willing to be still and sensitive. Because if we are willing to be still and sensitive, we will recognize that we set the seasons. Life doesn't set the seasons for us. Sometimes we can be so busy with just surviving certain seasons of life that we begin to become a slave to that season instead of master of that season. And then when that season shifts, I'm just reminded of of people who shift from, you know, school runs to becoming an empty nester. And a lot of times that happens when our life is dictated by the season instead of us dictating which season it's going to be. And so I really felt a call to just go with the flow to not put pressure on myself to bring the same momentum to last season 
from last season into this season, but rather be patient and still enough to just be and find out who I am now in this season to find out what my prayer life looks like in this season. What is my rhythm on this level? And as I discover that and press into that, I know that God is going to do the rest. You know, every now and then you need stillness and stillness can be awkward when you've been used to being very busy. But in the stillness, God reveals our identity. He gives us space for creativity. He allows for us to order our steps. I spoke last week about just planning for success, that sometimes we start a new venture and we're just saying, I'm just going to try. But try doesn't give any room for success. And so once your try turns into success, you can become overwhelmed because you didn't plan to succeed. And I think that as you plan to succeed, you delegate responsibilities, you set up structures and systems, but that that also means that you create more free time. And in that free time, you have to decide, what do I need to do with this free time that is going to be most beneficial? beneficial to my now and next. For somebody, maybe it's rest. For someone, maybe it means that I can create and build something again that requires systems and structures. But I don't be surprised when you set up structures and systems and then you feel like you your hands aren't as full. It's not that your hands aren't as full. It's just that you did what you were supposed to do in creating structure. And now you have to determine what next is for you. That's it, y'all. That's my whole, that's my whole get down. What do y'all think about that woman evolved delegation? Alicia says, I've always had a hard time understanding what exactly being still is. I think that being still, that's a great point. Cause I know that sometimes that can do like a little, that can be church and ease. <laughs> but being still uh, for me is when I come to a place where I don't feel like I need everything planned out. Being still for me is when I come to a place where I can allow my emotions to live in that moment, you know, where I can say I'm tired, where I can say, you know, authentically I'm this and I'm that without feeling the need to just keep pushing. Being still is allowing all of who you are to live fully in the moment that you are in without worry or concern about how showing up can affect what's next. I'm back. <laughs> Mackenzie's back. Carla says, being still is a decision. Jasmine says, I just think being still is allowing God to show his timeless truths and applications to my life when I'm lost. I, I totally agree. I think another part of being still is just living in a place of gratitude, where instead of thinking about what's next, you take a minute and thank God for what is. You know, and that's what I need to do. I need to get my life together. I'm helping myself right now with this snack. What I need to do in my stillness and this opportunity that I have to not be as busy as I was these last few seasons is to take a minute and thank God for what I was able to accomplish in that season and what was standing still while I built and to just live in a place of constant gratitude where I'm not so focused on maxing out my potential that I don't thank God for my reality. Monet says, being still is to know that you are where you're supposed to be in this season. <coughs> Let's see, what else do you have on being still? Ryan says, amen. <laughs> Kedra says, say that. 
Christy says, being still is an act of obedience. Know the season. It's important. Because if you don't know the season, you'll start being like pseudo busy, where you start creating things for you to do instead of taking a minute and just inhaling and exhaling what's already been done, trusting that you're not going to fall off, trusting that it doesn't make you lazy, trusting that it doesn't make you derelict in your duties, but instead it is an opportunity for you to recover, restore, receive, so that you can ultimately, you know, release all that you're receiving in this in this season. Trina says, being still is staying away from negative people. Miracle says, being still can be accepting where you are in this season. Yes. All right. And Barbara Ward says, being still is peace. So it sounds like we got our snack. If I had to title this anything, (coughs) it would be Be Still. But I think I already have a podcast named Be Still. What should we name this podcast, Kenzie? Hmm. Well, it depends on what all the talk was about, mm-hmm. but I think that this podcast should, should be, be called, called Blank Canvas Season. Ooh, ciao. <laughs> Can I get an amen? Amen, amen, amen. I think that, uh, yeah, Blank Canvas Season. This is the season of being a blank, a blank canvas so that God can reveal what the next masterpiece is that he's going to create in your life. I already have an idea for the prayer. Okay, so Mackenzie's going to pray us out. <coughs> Are you ready? Yeah. Make sure you speak into the microphone so that we can get every ounce of this prayer. And no more coughing, please. Okay? God... Please paint our canvases to show us who we are. Thank you for being in our lives to show us the way. Thank you for coming to earth. Thank you for being the person that we would want to follow. Thank you, Lord, for being a good person to all. Thank you for being forgiving. Thank you for rescuing us in our toughest moments. Thank you for helping us in our toughest moments. And thank you so much for watching Woman Evolve. (laughs) That's right, God. Thank you for this time together with my sisters and some brothers of the Woman Evolve delegation. Continue to guide us, lead us, give us rest and peace as we evolve in this journey. Can I say the end? In Jesus' name, amen. And let me say the other end. Thank you for listening and watching Woman Evolve. There it is. Mackenzie, ladies and gentlemen. (laughs) Thank you. This is Sarah Jakes Roberts, and if you want to take this thing from just being audio to a full-fledged party, I want to invite you to come to Denver, Colorado, July 13th through 14th, 2018, and experience a live recording of Woman Evolve.